thank you for tuning in to the Doing Business with God podcast. Hey, you. Yes, you. I am your host, Michi Renee. It is Michi's passion to help you live your best life and do business God's way. Michi will be talking about entrepreneurship, manifestation, monetization, mindset, beliefs, starting and growing a business, nonprofit, or ministry, all while serving God. So welcome to My Daddy's Business. It's time for the show. It's the Doing Business with God podcast with your host, Michi Renee. Hello, tribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Doing Business with God podcast dedicated to helping you do business God's way. In this episode, I will be talking with David and Dana Hagstrom. This is their second career. They are Christian coaches and affiliate marketers, David and Dana, to help you build a profitable business online. To do this, David and Dana have designed and perfected your pathway to profit, an all-inclusive step-by-step process that alleviates overwhelm so you can build a profitable online business that will ultimately leave a legacy for your loved ones. The Hegstroms retired from their respective careers as a pastor and paralegal and are now living the dream in Mexico. Ooh, yeah, I want to hear about that for sure. In addition to working one-on-one with their private coaching clients and constantly delivering relevant content and value to their community, David and Dana are both published authors and speakers. They're going to show us today how to thrive with ease while honoring God in your business. Welcome, David and Dana, to the Doing Business with God podcast. How are you today? Well, we are great. Thank you so much for having us. You are so welcome. So let's just, I just like to jump right in. There's a lot of good information that was in your bios and I love that. So first of all, let's talk about your first careers and then we'll get into your second career choices that you guys have made. Um, Talk to us about that, a paralegal and a pastor. How did that come about? (laughs) Well, that was a 30-year journey for sure. (laughs) And we met somewhere halfway in between in there, joined our lives together. So you've got a great story, David. Well, after college and seminary, I went on to grad school and did a PhD in biblical interpretation. And then when I started in ministry, I spent some time as a solo pastor and some as a senior pastor and some as an associate working with evangelism. And in my high point, I suppose, of my (laughs) professional career, I was uh, executive pastor in a church averaged over a thousand in worship. And, but I was downsized from that position at age 58 and went back to a small town church. And all of my career, I had focused more and more on helping churches with strategic planning and uh, coaching their staff members. So when I finally went back to this small town church, I was like a fish out of water. I I was used to working with a staff of 26 and uh, suddenly I was it. (laughs) (laughs) Staff of one. (laughs) Yeah. And we spent uh, another five years there at the end of our career. But I remember frustrations of trying to fit in on the one hand and also the church struggling to pay me on the other hand. 
And at one time looking to Dana and said, um, I spent some time with our pension figures and figured we needed to work another six to eight years before we could afford to retire. And then I threw out sort of flippantly, unless we decide to just retire now and move to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, that, I didn't know it was a joke, you know, and I loved my job. You know, I was working as a paralegal and I've been doing that for a number of years in different areas of law, depending on where we were serving our churches. Well, you had been a paralegal over 30 years right. so with a, a break to be children's minister for a while. Right, right, which was one of my favorite all-time jobs. Oh, and worship minister in another place. Yep, yep. But uh, so when he said that, I knew the struggles in our church, and I was all for it. I love adventure. So I, if I didn't have to be behind a desk anymore um, and punching a time clock and setting an alarm clock, I thought, well, this, this sounds kind of good. So <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> so how long have you guys um, been in Mexico? We came here in 2016, the end of 2016. So it's coming up on five years. Okay. And so are you fluent in Espanol? <laughs> well, you would think so. You know, that was kind of our goal. You know, we get here, we're immersed in it because as we were blogging our journey to retirement, we were starting a blog on learning the language. And we thought the best way to learn is to immerse yourself in the culture. But God had other plans and he's kept us busy doing other things that that has not been our number one focus. We're, we're both uh, passable in Spanish. We yes. can we can get along just fine. But uh, we'd like to be better. Awesome. So tell us about your business. So what, you know, I understand that you did ministry. And so now you're on to your second careers. So tell us about what you're doing in your second careers. <laughs> we hope that you are enjoying this episode. If you would like to be a guest, check the show notes for all the details. Let's get back to the Doing Business with God podcast with Michi Renee. Well, it's interesting that you're interviewing us on a Sunday because uh, we just got done um, leading worship. Leading worship. Yeah. Uh, Dana's still leading worship, and I would still I'm still preaching. But so uh, God had a, you know, he's like, no, you're not retired. You're going to do a mission church in Mexico. And we're like, oh, okay. Well, that's our our passion job. You know, we're not getting paid for that, so we have to find a way to uh, to yeah. fund that. Yeah, when we first got here, we sort of looked at each other and said, okay, what now? And we'd, we'd already been doing two blogs, one on retire, our retirement journey and one on languages. And Dana was doing some network marketing. Uh, I was doing some affiliate marketing on the, the blogs. And that just sort of evolved with time. And I mean, we continued blogging, we continued affiliate marketing, we continued net, network marketing. But after a while, we went to a um, conference and met with our mentors. And at one point, he turned to me and said, okay, you're ready to be out there coaching now. And, you know, at first I thought, well, that's not, I mean, I haven't done this that long. It, well, it's been a couple of years, I guess. And, but then I thought my work in, in ministry had focused more and more on strategic planning and on coaching staff members. Now he was just suggesting that I 
do the same thing in a different space. Mm -hmm. And that made perfect sense because now I'm bringing my, my whole career uh, all the time coaching people in ministry, now coaching them in business, helping them work out strategy in their businesses. And those things fit perfectly. Yeah. How's it going? So how do you work with your clients currently? Um, what do you assist people with? Yeah, yeah. Well, we fully believe that we can help people to develop a profitable online marketing business with out an overwhelming task list. And time and again, we, peop- we run into people who uh, are doing some things really well, but they've missed some pieces along the way, or they're doing things in the wrong order, or quite often we run into people who are just overwhelmed and don't know where to start. Yeah, absolutely. And we've worked out a step-by-step plan for how to develop your business where we can, by asking a number of questions, determine exactly where people are along the way and help them to focus on that one thing that they need to do to move themselves forward right now, instead of trying to do everything all at once. Yeah, absolutely. That is the key. I, I am with you there. Um, Definitely having clarity and relieving overwhelm is where I tell people to start from that point. Um, if you can get that, then you can kind of maneuver the rest of it for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So people who want to start a business, what is your advice? Because I mean, this, this podcast reach people who are in ministry, who are in business, who are in um, nonprofit. So what what do you guys suggest the best way for someone to start building their online business? The first thing is that it's really important that they have the foundation set clearly before they try doing other things. And for us, that means they know they need to know exactly what they're headed, where they're headed. What kind of a business are they trying to build? What's it going to look like? What is what are their dreams for the future? What skills do they already have that they might be able to, like David, had the strategic planning? I mean, what skills from a lifetime can they bring to a business? And so it's a lot of that kind of investigation in that first step. Where are you headed? Yeah. And, and that- I love working with people at that stage because they can't even necessarily see that gold mine that they have inside of them. Exactly. And having someone to walk alongside them and help them see that. So that's where we start. Some other things that they need to have in the foundation is they need to know exactly what problem they can help solve for someone else. Yeah. And then they need to know, okay, and then who? Who Who is their ideal client that has that problem that they can help with? And how are they going to monetize all that? in terms of a business, because I remember working with one person that was so frustrated with their business. And they said, well, I'm making regular sales, but I'm not making anywhere near the amount that I I planned on it. And I asked, well, how much do you make per transaction? And she said, $5. How many transactions do you need to make per month (laughs) to to make your goal? And she spent a couple minutes thinking and then said, 
well, that's totally impossible. And I said, okay, that's great. We figured out one model that doesn't work. Right. <laughs> now, let's, now let's work out a different business model that will work for you. Yeah, absolutely. That, that right there, when you break it down like that and you can see one small little chunk, mm-hmm. a light bulb can go off. Exactly. It's the person on the outside looking in that can help the person that's stuck or going around in the circle and not being able to figure out what they're doing wrong or just not doing, period. Yeah. And we live for those light bulb moments when we can see our clients just, you know, get something that that is so, so rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you guys coach together or um, do you have separate parts of the business that you do? So how does your dynamic work? Um, Sometimes we coach together, sometimes separately. The fact is that, yes, in our own business, we've each got very separate uh, areas that we take care of. And uh, we, we meet every week to, to talk about how, is it, how it's going in each area so that we both know where, where each other are working. But um, our, our areas of work are pretty uh, distinct. Right. You know, if people are stuck in tech, for example, he's the tech genius. So I wouldn't even want to start helping them with a funnel or, or do an right. ad or do something wherever they're at in their business. That's his. But if they're struggling with, you know, some mindset or some social media stuff, I'm the gal. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> and he knows that he's like, that's, this isn't my I, <laughs> Exactly. You'd be better talking to Dana. So. Yeah. That's, that's good to know. Um, you know, sometimes it can be hard when you're, married and living together and working together and ministry together and everything together. Um, Sometimes dividing the line and dividing the expertise and just, you know, how does that work um, for someone who may be considering going into business with their spouse? Yeah. About that part. At Travel Genie, we make your travel dreams come true. We customize your trip. We create itineraries, book airfare, hotels, cars, and event tickets. We don't just book travel. We create experiences. Travel Genie has four trips planned for 2021. San Francisco, Essence, Toronto, and Bali. A $100 deposit gets you started. Use the link below for more information. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Travel Genie 2017 and online at TravelGenie.com. Well, I'd want to talk with them about their their uh, dynamics in the relationship. Yeah. Because over the years, we've developed, uh, you know, some dynamics that are very comfortable for us. And we just have a, a ball working together. And I know quite well that there are other couples that if I put them together uh, that much of the day, that it wouldn't be fun anymore. And <laughs> Brink of divorce, probably. <laughs> And so it's not for everybody, but we love it. Right. But we could, you know, certainly talk to other couples. And that's been something we've, we've kind of looked forward to. It's fun. Yeah. Is having that conversation. Right. When, especially if we're working just with one spouse and they'd really love to have their, you know, their husband or their wife work alongside them. And we're like, well, let's, let's have that conversation. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. So some of the things that I liked that was in your background was the affiliate marketing. Talk to us about how you've incorporated that in your business and how you've made that work. Do you have like certain brands that you are working with or how is, how are you using the affiliate marketing? Well, I would say for the affiliate marketing on how we use it, we have a lot of tools, for instance, or different courses or different marketing systems that we've used, that we've learned from, that we've benefited from, and that we are still using. And so, of course, when they have an affiliate link, then you know that at the right time, that might be something that the clients we're working with might need, or even if they're not an active client of ours, just in our community. So we regularly put those things out there. We have a resource page on our website, you know, so if people are looking for tools that, you know, they can ask us about, we've used them. Mm -hmm. That's one way we do it. And on the flip side of that, we have people that are starting out a business and have a picture of developing, maybe a, developing a course that they want to offer or something like that, but they don't have it ready yet. And one of the things we would say is, okay, that doesn't mean you can't get started. And one of the easiest ways to get started is by selling something, uh, someone else's product. Um, if you can find a product out there that fits your niche, but isn't going to compete with what you'll be doing, then first of all, we'd say use that product yourself to make sure that it's quality that, you know, you want to be, or that represents you well. You don't want to recommend something to somebody and then they say, well, that was no good. So you want to first try it yourself to make sure it's good quality, but then you can offer that product to your people and uh, receive a, a certain commission on that. And that's often a great way for people to get started when they haven't really developed their own product or service quite yet. That, yeah, that is a very, uh, very good point. I personally don't um, use affiliate marketing in that way. Mm -hmm. um, I do the affiliate marketing like you, the tools that I use, I you know, recommend those. Um, but per me, I only recommend the ones that I use. Yes. Like I'm not an affiliate for ones that I don't personally use. Yeah. I, mean, I know some people do do that, but that's not my strategy. I only use the ones, you know, I recommend. And, and, that's, Same here. and that's where we said, you know, if you're going to want to put a product out there, use it first yourself to make sure that it's, that it's worthwhile. Yeah. And before you put your stake your reputation on it to someone else. Right, 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 right. So being that this is the doing business with God podcast, how do you do business with God? Well, why don't you start on that one? Well, I write a daily devotional blog. And so that's how I ground myself, first of all, is you know, spending time in God's word. And then I know other people you know, kind of struggle with that too, maybe even understanding the Bible or where to begin in the Bible. And so I like to have that as a resource for people, number one. And, you know, number two, I've been thinking about, and I haven't started this yet, but having a prayer group where I can have our people join in for prayer, accountability, you know, highs and lows, just to have, you know, that extra touch. 
And of course, you know, I could talk forever and ever about how we market or want to market God's way and, and not be sleazy and slimy and all of that. And, you know, have I left money on the table? I don't know, because I never want to push people into a zone that they are not comfortable with. I don't think that's what God wants for us. He wants abundance for us, but he doesn't want us to be pushy about it. So those are some things that come to mind for me. Yeah. For me, uh, of course, uh, worship and spending time in God's word every day has been a part of my life for for many, many years. Uh, In these last years, just in retirement, though, I've started editing Dana's um, blog. I'm way behind her. But uh, we've got four, four books of the Bible that she's done um, in her blog that we now have published as books. Oh, and awesome. my goal in that is to eventually catch up with her. And she just finished the entire New Testament on her blog. And so we look forward to when we've got that all, uh, all published. For me, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing going through and rereading these and then going and talking, to get, talking about them together when there is things that need to be changed. Um, I don't think we've mentioned yet, but we spend time uh, daily in prayer together as well as our own times apart in prayer. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. And um, Dana, I can relate. I'm a part of a prayer group. Um, we meet, it's virtually, so we virtually meet Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 5 a.m. Eastern. So that's 4 a.m. for me, which means I have to be up by like 3.45 a.m. so I can be coherent oh, three well, days I- a week. I'm telling you, since I started doing that, it's been almost a year because I started, I joined that pre- prayer group during the pandemic. And I have seen my life, so many blessings, seeking God early in the morning. That's what the Bible says, to seek him first thing in the morning. And I have seen such a huge difference attending that prayer group three days a week, even though it's very, it's early morning. I've just had so many blessings that I can't even name all of them over the last year since I've been a part of that prayer group. So Absolutely. Start it. Um, So many blessings there when you're honoring God and giving him back the tithe in your time, because people think that the tithe is only about money. No, tithe is about every single thing. You owe God a tenth of everything in your life. Time, prayer, worship, every single thing. So when you give it back to him and you honor him, he will honor you. So I love that. Yes, I never knew exactly how much prayer could change your life. I never knew. Yeah. Never knew. Right. So what advice would you give someone who is looking to start an online business, an online nonprofit or an online ministry? What advice would you give them to get started? One thing is I would want at least walk them through our entire pathway to profit. I told you about the first stage when they're testing their foundation for success and the questions that we ask then. But then the next stage is designing and building their pipeline for profit. And uh, that includes things like developing your lead magnets 
developing an email list, using an autoresponder, how to write your, um, your letters to people, um, and how to build up your authority with content, how to uh, lead people to what we call a deciding event where they make a decision to buy. All those pieces need to be put together so that they work together and they move people along step by step. And we can really save people a lot of time and money by helping them walk through that to make that all fit together. Yes. Yeah. And I, I know what David's trying, you know, trying to say, you know, find a coach that you can trust. You know, we've got this amazing product. We would love to walk people through that. And, but then other people are probably thinking, oh my gosh, learning all that right away, you know, but when you know where you're going, when you've looked ahead, you yeah. know, you know where you're going, you know, you're not going to do that in the first day, but to have an idea of what the plan is, that kind of opens up people's minds to see that this is a big deal and that I do need to understand that there is a right way to do it versus, you know, doing bunny trails all the time. Yeah. We went all over the place in our own business. Yeah. So did I, because we didn't, (laughs) we didn't have anyone at first to guide us along the way. And it's so important to to have that guides just so you don't lose so much time and waste so much money on things that really weren't what you needed at the time. Right. Now, once we get all those things in place, then we move on to stage three with people where we are helping them to release the flow of leads and cash. And that's where you get into the working with social media, getting free eyeballs on your offer where you work on doing your blog posts or your YouTubes or your whatever other social media you may happen to be on. And then perhaps, depending on your own business model, getting to the place where you want to do paid ads and then go back and find all the, all the places in your, your whole business model, the whole pathway, again, where you tighten everything up and optimize everything so that they work their best. We're excited about working with, with people wherever they are on that path and usually find that they're missing some steps along the way and yeah, um, absolutely can, can help <laughs> them to quickly find some of the places that they, they've missed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So where can people find you? How can they get in touch with you if they want to work with you? Where yet? Where do you hang out? <laughs> well, we're all over social media, but uh, probably the best place to, you know, get a feel for how we teach and our content and all that is our website. And that's our names, David, with the letter N in the middle, davidndana.com. Okay. And we have a whole bunch of articles out there pointing to our YouTube channel. So it and if they they want to get a, a picture of how we um, guide people through one step of that process, they can get our solution framework. That's when they get to our our uh, homepage, they'll see the offer for that right away. So if they just go to our website, they'll see that. And if they opt in for that, they'll get a a picture of our whole process, but also uh, a teaching on one particular step 
along the way that that I think is very helpful and can revolutionize their business just that one step. Yeah, getting leads awesome. is always important. Yes, okay. it is. So before we close out, I do want to talk a little bit about how to navigate moving to another country as a U.S. citizen going to somewhere else, because that is something that is on my radar. Um, so talk to us about that process. Um, what did that look like? What did you have to do? How long did it take? Like just that kind of stuff. Join the movement and sign up for the 365 Days of Hearing God's Word Challenge. Check the show notes for all the details. Right now, it's time to get back to the episode. It's the Doing Business with God podcast with Michi Renee. Okay, well, it was a fun process and we learned a lot through it for sure. And looking back, um, being really confident and, and aware of where you're going is, is helpful. You know, we learned that we should keep certain things and buy certain things here. So downsizing is huge. But David found a course online and we reinvested in that course. And that gave us step by step, almost day by day tasks of what should be done. And that was kind of an overall general moving abroad kind of course. but it, it gave us what we needed and the different things. Then once we could zoom in, okay, we're going to Mexico. So we need to talk to the Mexican consulate. What is all of that? And there's just a wealth of information online that people can get, but certainly being, being aware of where you're going and finding out if there's any sort of an expat community already there that can help you along the way. We didn't even realize how many expats were here that could have helped us. We did it all our own, but a lot of communities will have that presence already. Yeah. And when we made our, we, then we made a first trip to the community we thought we were interested in, in Mexico. And we did meet, meet some of the expats while we were there and we were able to ask, ask them questions about uh, where is the best places to, to live, to get medical care, to you know, whatever your concerns may be. And uh, that was very helpful and led us indeed to, to coming to this place, but probably staying in a little bit different community than we might have if we hadn't checked things out first. Mm -hmm. And so that was very helpful to check it out before we came. In fact, we made two trips down here before we finally moved. And well, we also, I love David. He's got the spreadsheet going so we, knew, we knew the things we were looking for things that were non-negotiable and so that helped us keep organized and i think that's probably another key i would recommend just stay organized and uh have folders set aside and, and if you're a spreadsheet person it really worked well because we were able to narrow where because when we started mexico you know, is a big a area. Big country, so. and, and we were looking at 12 different uh, communities, communities yeah. in, Me in Mexico. And it was helpful then, as we looked at, at each of the things that were important to us, to rank the different cities on the list and, and decide where what was going to work best for us. Awesome. That's great. That's great. I am very interested in that. I'm going to Bali in October 
and I'm going to stay. I think the visa lets me stay 60 days. So okay. I'm going to stay 60 days there and, yeah. you know, just kind of explore it. I know that living abroad is my next step, not moving, but living. Like I will always have a home base here and probably renting out my property mm-hmm. and living elsewhere in the world. Um, so that is yeah. coming soon for me as well. Oh, congratulations. That is an exciting <laughs> Yes. Our journey was that we were living in a parsonage. And so when I retired, we didn't have a home. Ah. We were technically homeless. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I yeah. Uh, we needed to find a place. And- <laughs> yeah, that's very, very interesting. Um, one of our core values is fun. So what do you guys do for fun when you're not um, doing business and ministry? What do you do for fun? And there's no pandemic, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all had to adapt to that. So I it's like, I have to remember, what was it like before the pandemic? When we, um, we used to love to, to hike and explore the area. And we also love to travel. We love to, to, to go to the coast and just relax on the beach. And of course, visiting our family back in the United States. Our kids live in four different time zones. So oh, wow. <laughs> unfortunately, they're not all in one area. We can go make one trip and it's a done deal. So, and one even lives in Japan. So we have never gotten not that far. Yeah. And that was also a part of our decision to move to Mexico is, you know, frankly, if all our kids lived in one community, we'd be there Yeah, wherever it was, but with them in, you know, East coast, West coast, Midwest. And yeah. Japan. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, it just, uh, there wasn't one place. And we no. thought, well, if we're in Mexico, we can be sort of a, a travel destination. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's some good, that's some very good logic. Um, so in closing, what is your mantra? What do you guys stand for? We stand number one for integrity and for compassion. Dana's has a tremendous gift of compassion for uh, people in need and for, uh, you know, whatever their, their areas of need might be. Um, and, um, we, we both want people to know that they, they can trust us, that we're going to shoot straight, um, that we'll give them straight answers to, to their questions, that we're not going to promise something that, uh, is, is not possible or that is, uh, just a one in a million chance. Yeah. We're going to um, be straight with them about uh, what it takes to build a business. And they'll see Jesus in us. That's what I really, really hope. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, we'd like to minister to people at their point of need, whether that's just business or in their in their whole life. Uh, We want to be there as as whole people ourselves. children of God that, that seek to do business uh, God's awesome. way. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been amazing speaking with the two of you. Hey tribe, I pray you enjoyed this episode of the doing business with God podcast. 
Help us grow by subscribing on whatever platform you are listening to us on. Share this episode and pass this on to others. Give us a review and let us know what you think. As always, do something for yourself. Do something for someone else. Let God do something for you and have the most amazing day ever. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Doing Business with God podcast. If you love this podcast, please share it with your family and friends. Leave us a review and help us grow. We also want to hear about your biggest takeaways. Take a picture of this episode and tag us on Instagram stories under Doing Business with God. And we'll see you next episode. I am your host, Michi Renee. Get clear, got strategy, secure the bag. Have the most amazing day ever. You've been listening to the Doing Business with God podcast. 